listening to Delete Your Browser History Podcast. My name is Nida, your host and creator, and this is episode one. A little bit about this podcast before we begin. It is a little bit longer or will be a little bit longer than all of our other episodes just because it is the first. Um, This is a true crime and history podcast. True crime seems to be making its way back to the limelight and to be honest it never really went away um true crime has just kind of taken on a whole new platform being podcasts which is amazing i love true crime and history and if you're listening you may as well um if not you know i hope that you can at least take something away from this the idea um behind the name delete your browser history was kind of a long time in the making i just always wanted to keep learning and growing in some way my mind just constantly craves new information all of the time Um, if i don't know i want to know how i can find out Um, and everything just kind of progressed in that fashion except i had to know how and why a killer would commit a crime you know what was their motive why did they do this what did they have to gain how did these people get caught and why did they think that they would never be caught you know that part always blew my mind i am afraid to even litter i will not throw a gum wrapper on the ground um i hate getting in trouble <laughs> and call me a square but I would rather be on this side of things than being talked about in a true crime (laughs) podcast. So you can count me out on finding out firsthand, but I will be happy to tell your story. (laughs) I wanted to know who would solve these cases and what was their process to find and take these people down. One of the first people I learned about um, in the whole true crime Uh, genre was Jeffrey Dahmer and I hate to even bring up his name because I know how well known he is but I just had so many questions I remember thinking that he was one of the dumbest killers and I know it's easy to say that you know when it isn't you Um, You can really make yourself believe anything that you want. But I remember thinking he really thought that he could create a zombie-like human who would do anything that he wanted. Like, you're not Dr. Frankenstein. And even then, he got what was coming to him at the end. He died. You know, these poor victims, these poor people um, that... you know had no idea that this is going to happen to them their lives and their families lives altered forever Um, for the people who commit a crime I can't really help you here (laughs) Um, you know police will subpoena and get your browser history searches any way that they want or need but I can at least try to save some of you from yourself if some For some horrible chance you don't make it to another day, I'm here to remind you to delete your browser history. (laughs) 
Um, you know, if we can save your poor mom, your dad, boyfriend, girlfriend, brother, sister, friend, or whoever from accessing your phone or computer and seeing your browser history searches for how long does it take for a body to reach rigor mortis? How long does it take for a body to decompose? How do you get rid of bones? And was Dexter Morgan really a bad guy? <laughs> you know, so that being said, let's try to save some face. Spare everyone the confused, horrified reactions from your search history and go from there. And also, if you hear any noises in the background, uh, know that they probably will continue because I have cats and a dog running around everywhere and they just don't care. <laughs> so there is that. And then we're going to go ahead and jump right in. So this episode is on Backpage, Human and Sex Trafficking. Now this is a very, very sad, sad topic. Um, generally, when you think of illegal activities online, you will think about things such as buying and selling drugs, illegal weapons, um, hitmen, organ donation, kidnapping, sex trafficking. At this point, there are a handful of websites which come to mind right off the bat. Um, the first one being the dark web. Um, there is the dark web where there is an endless supply of all of the above. Um, while I do want to cover a full episode on the dark web, um, this story is about Village Voice Media, LLC, DBA Backpage. So all of the content on this story was accumulated through many, many searches, um, online searches, uh, news reports, articles, um, several documentaries, and a documentary that can give you a lot of this information is called um, I Am Jane Doe on Netflix. If I, I believe it's called I Am Jane Doe on Netflix, but it was a wonderful eye-opening documentary and really just dreadful. Um, so just so you understand how easy it is for someone to take a child, um, in the documentary, they cover several young girls who were sex trafficked. Um, one went missing after school when her mother went to pick her up from track practice. Um, she was 13 years old. Another child went missing after sneaking out of the house to go and have a party with her friends. She was 15 years old. And these are just two um, that I will say now, two of these victims. These are human beings who did not ask to be sex trafficked. They are innocent, and it is important that we as a community respect their privacy um, and know that they are victims. Even when our minds want to know all of the information that they went through, um, we have to also know that they are someone's child. Um, these are human beings, and my heart goes out to all of them. Um, this is a story of just how real and how accessible it is to actually participate in human and sex trafficking online today. So this is not a how-to podcast. 
Um, but I want you to understand just how easy it is. Um, it is as easy as going to Google, typing in a few keywords and clicking on a link. Um, Backpage.com was a place where you could purchase and exploit children. Um, in October of 2018, or excuse me, 2018, dear goodness. Um, in October of 2010, Craigslist actually shut down their adult services section. Um, this has a whole backstory as well, the controversy and pressure that was placed on them to no longer support Backpage. Um, but we won't get too far into that. Essentially, after that occurred, the number of sex ads and posts on Backpage skyrocketed. Um, you know, was that supply and demand and Backpage had ads for sex? Um, it is that easy to describe. Their ad even had photographs of exploited people and children. They had graphic, graphic photos. It is easier for me to see a crime scene photo of a dumbbell, you know, homicide, seeing a car accident, um, than it is for me to see photos of children and animals being abused, neglected, or causing any harm to them. To me, there just is no greater crime. Children and animals are innocent. Um, there is the debate, you know, that is nature versus nurture. And, you know, some people I have come to believe truly are just born rotten. Um, they're just awful little things. But then again, you know, if you have enough true crime story background, then you know that there really are facts to kind of support both sides, nature versus nurture. Um, if you are anything like me before this, I had never heard of Backpage. I had heard in depth about the dark web. Um, I knew just how big of a virtual marketplace there was for human trafficking and other illegal activities. Um, but when I first heard of the dark web, I had what must have been the most horrific browser history search. Uh, if I wasn't on, oh, there go my cats. <laughs> if I wasn't on a government watch list before then, I most certainly am now. Uh, I have one podcast to thank for that specifically because they got me so interested in having to know and experience this for myself. Um, if there was an article about the dark web, I had to read it. I had to know the how. The why, the where, the do's and don'ts. I needed to know how they dot their I's and cross their T's. I went neck deep into the dark web. Um, so imagine after doing all of this um, unpaid research, <laughs> just because I enjoyed doing it, when I heard about a website which aided human trafficking, it not being related to the dark web, but the web where your child can go onto Google and just type in back page and purchase a human being in less than five minutes. I knew this was something that I needed to share. This is horrible and I was mind blown. And still to this day, so you are aware, 
Backpage is still open and doing business. Um, here are a few facts about Backpage, okay? Backpage is the largest online classified site in the United States behind Craigslist. Um, Backpage has approximately 80% of the market in sex ads on the internet, okay? Um, so you can purchase an ad and Backpage will allow you to post photographs, sexually explicit photographs, um, regardless of the age of the person in the photograph, okay? Federal judges, special interest groups, and corporate money all using this site, um, they're all using a law to continue to allow them to post these ads to purchase and sell children for sex work. Um, we'll get into that deeper, but know that Backpage refuses to remove photographs of underaged children. Because of this, you can see how a parent, you will do anything in your power to have these photos removed. Um, if you are a decent human being, you would want these photos removed. One mother, among many others, later on began her pursuit on suing this giant corporation. So in 2005, New York Times announced that the co-founder of the New York Times, his name is Michael, uh, you know, I believe it's Lacey, it's L-A-C-E-Y, um, and the other owner, Jim Larkin, um, they announced they will be buying Village Voice Media. Now, Village Voice Media, as I'd mentioned, is doing business as Backpage, okay? So they are the same company. Um, the New York Times has a reputation for progressive anti-establishment reporting. So when this was announced, apparently, it was also reported that the two co-owners uh, also believed in prostitution. So that was their progressive stance. If somebody wants to give their body away for money, they should be allowed to do so. And you know, to each his own, I'm not going to speak negatively about an a consenting adult. But again, these are consenting adults. Um, Backpage has children, underaged minors being sold for sex. Um, in 2010, so moving five years down the road, 2010, a law firm accepted a case to sue Backpage on behalf of a trafficked minor, okay? Several families joined in this lawsuit. These children were kidnapped on their way home. Again, one of them was on their way to a party from school. Um, there are so many completely normal everyday events that led up to where these children were kidnapped. In this case, these girls were age, I believe, 13, 11, and 15. Um, more families also joined into this lawsuit. I won't, again, discuss the victims in depth. They did want to remain anonymous um, in all of the articles that I did read about. And 
for them, you know, we have to respect that. But know that they were subjected to rape, mutilation, forced drug use, and violence. Innocent children, again, being sold for sex and abused. And this is happening legally, online, uh, being sold on a website. In 2010, when that law firm accepted the case, um, there were many organizations that tried to assist in attempting to block and stop human and sex trafficking. Um, there is one specifically called, um, the abbreviation or the acronym is NCMEC. So that stands for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Um, they receive approximately 10,000 child sex trafficking reports annually. You have to kind of put that into perspective. That's 10,000 children um, being reported. These are the ones being reported. Uh, keep in mind, not everyone is being accounted for, unfortunately. Um, if this statement bothers you, good. It should. That is 10,000 human beings. Um, in 2011, uh, the CEO of Backpage at the time was Carl Ferrer. Uh, so that's F-E-R-R-E-R. -R -E -R. It could be Ferrer. Um, but N-C-M-E-C, so Nick Mech, uh is what they call it for short, would ask the CEO of Backpage at that time, why are you still selling those ads? Um, in one month, Backpage made $3 million for child sex trade ads. Um, allowing these ads on their site is as bad as being the one that posted them, in my opinion. Um, $3 million for child sex trade ads, okay? And the CEO was fully aware of this. Um, there were people fighting to get this stopped, okay? So um, the, the fight is still going on today. Um, I'll give you that bit of information. You know, we love to believe that this isn't happening everywhere. This can't be true. Things like this don't happen here. Well, this here is a podcast just for you because I am here to tell you and let you know that yes, yes, it does happen. It happens everywhere. And until people stop turning their heads the other direction, until people realize that yes, this can happen to you and your family, it will not change. Only offering condolences instead of standing up to people and places that threaten our children's safety, then it will continue to happen. Uh, the thing that you have to know if you see something, say something. And I live by this, and I will say it to every single person. If you see something, say something. It is better to be wrong and give someone an apology than allow them to get away with murder. Um, you know, and that is just being a metaphor. Uh, you want to see something. If you know something terrible is happening, say something. So buckle down because this is about to get a lot more frustrating and more awful and just plain what the hey. 
one of uh, the other documentaries that I was watching was a narrator explaining why people choose human and sex trafficking over drug trafficking. Um, he said that with drugs, you sell them once and they are gone. They are no longer making you a profit. Whereas with children and people, you can sell that person and in this case, children, repeatedly. This was a person exploiting children. He was a known pimp who now owns his own organization. Okay? And then think about being a parent who suddenly realizes that their child is missing. Just gone. You have no idea why or where they are. No witnesses, no note or message that they're just gone. Then you think about how not knowing is suddenly your worst nightmare. Um, when before you were perfectly happy and being completely oblivious to the idea that sex trafficking is going on everywhere. The last thing on your mind is sex trafficking. You think that your child has been, you know, taken but you don't want to believe that they've been sold into sex trafficking. This isn't even a blimp on your radar. Unless you are a true crime enthusiast, then why would you think that? Why would you think the worst? The worst thing that could happen for those parents is that their children were already taken, you know, that they were kidnapped. But sex trafficked, that's not someplace that most minds would just automatically go to. Um, and that is a good thing, but also sad because we need everybody's help when it comes to this issue um so back to the timeline there were those lawsuits that were going on okay back um in september of 2010 months after the lawsuit began the lawsuit representing the victims received a call from voice media um, which was again the main parent of backpage well, they just called to feel out the lawyer. Um, in the documentary, um, they were stating that they were just wanting to show him how cool of a company they were and how talking about giving a settlement for this case would work. That it issued, um, I'm sorry, they then issued a press release saying that victims and his clients just wanted a paycheck. So just to to let them know that the sheer audacity that they had the nerve to victim shame these people just sets me on fire. There are no words to that. You know, to, to victim shame, this is happening by your company and you want to say that they just want the paycheck? This is insane. The family, their children who were sold into sex trafficking, they deserve justice. No matter what the cost, whoever was involved in the act, knowing leading to the act itself and so forth, should be held accountable in the court of law. So they should be held accountable, right? That is what one would like to believe, but don't hold your breath. After Backpage tries to offer a settlement um, and victim shame, Backpage finally accepts to meet with NCMEC, again, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Um, they 
decide that they want to discuss child sex trafficking. Um, Backpage played their concern cards. You know, they were asking what they could do to stop this, and NECMEC would provide solutions, and it just became clear that Backpage had no intention of quitting their current practices. Um, they did, however, they did hire moderators for show. Um, basically, these groups of moderators were told to search through every single ad. So review and screen every sex ad and adult ad for legality. The moderators had um, banned words. Um, they were provided in memos and they would have to search key phrases um, that they would then change. So they would have words on the banned list such as sex, prostitution, dildo, underage, minor, all of these things that were currently being seen on the ads were being removed and changed. The parents of these victims uh, who were rescued, which is amazing, some of the parents found their children online um, because these parents were aware enough to search sex ads online. Um, others were rescued by officers who received phone calls. In the end, these victims were all related because they were being sold on Backpage.com sex ads. Um, these victims, the minors, their images were not removed from the site. So that is another issue. Backpage refused to remove their images and claimed no responsibility for the minors' photos being located on their site for sex work. Um, so 18 months down the road, um, 18 months after the lawsuit, the court decided that under 47 USC 230 to dismiss the motion. So these parents wanted to hold Backspace accountable for selling children for sex on their website. But Backpage was saying they were not responsible because these ads were placed by a third party. Now, the court sided with Backpage. Um, the document was submitted to the court and said, here, defendantbackpage.com, LLC, uh, Backpage, did no more than publish advertisements that plaintiff's complaints admit were placed by third party. So 47 USC 230 is a statute that states that the parent company cannot be responsible for anything a third party posts. Now, this can be an amazing but also terrifying thing. So let's say you have a Facebook group, um, you have a podcast, you have a page, you will not be held accountable under the statute 230, um, or excuse me, 47 USC 230 for what that party posts. So they could post anything horrible that they want, 
but you would not be responsible because it was posted by a third party. So it does protect, but it also causes harm. And there should at least be an, an amendment to this. However, at this current time, there is not. This is just a blanket statute. So it protects, um, it is protection for private blocking and screening of offensive material. So the website owner um, is not responsible for what the third party may post on their site. Even if the party knows what is being posted is illegal, such as children being sold for sex. Um, to an extent, you absolutely want this protection. However, again, the statute never explicitly has been used to defend their third party users posting sex trafficking. So again, there could be an amendment made. Um, at this time, there is none. So Backpage, who knows these children were sold for sex on their site and know that these ads are happening and have moderators to alter their ads so that way they don't lose money by not posting the ad altogether. Um, you know, if this is in place. Um, the attorney that was working on this previous case um, said that is true. However, we're not suing you solely as a publisher or developer of the content. We are suing because you are a website that hones and facilitates the place where illegal practices such as children's sex trafficking is occurring. And that is huge. They are aware, they are facilitating the place where these illegal practices are occurring. And that was their defense. Unfortunately, the case was lost. And the United States District Court, Eastern District of Missouri, Eastern Division, case number 410CV1740 TCM, has all of the case details. So I didn't provide all of the details, but I just kind of want you to, to see that backspace, or excuse me, back page was found innocent despite them having the knowledge that they had okay all of the details again are public and you can see the case details it just shows that the court chose to side with the internet as opposed to children sex trafficking victims and that is something that is still being debated um, this is what we can discuss um, what people should discuss this is something that they should know in September uh, 2011, in Seattle, um, a trial out of Missouri was found out by another victim's mother. So she contacted the attorney and no one wanted to take on the case, not even the former attorney, because of how difficult, how long and strenuous it was and the fact that they law because of this one statute. Um, she then found a local attorney who operates out of a house. He turned his house into a law office. And this man is absolutely an amazing human being. 
Um, so this is a man that deserves to be someone not forgotten. He is a small-time lawyer in Seattle, Washington, who was willing to go up against a company that has won over and over again for this very same reason. So many victims over the years have tried to sue Backpage because their children were sold into sex trafficking. Um, and again, they have continued to win every single case. Um, so this attorney, uh, this man, he said that his purpose um, and why he felt that it was necessary for him to take up this case, um, he said, how is it legal to be providing services for sex trafficking and even more specifically child sex trafficking and profiting from this? How is this legal? He has two children of his own. Um, he took this case of a daughter who was sex trafficked after she went missing at 15 years old. She was repeatedly raped for long periods of times, upward of 20 people a day. So again, remember what the pimp who now has his own organization um, had said, you know, sex sells. It can be resold. Drugs, they use it once and it's gone. So the, again, the documentary Jane Doe um, was very, very good, but also incredibly upsetting. So the pimp, again, who used to sell people into sex trafficking, said he used love, charm, and violence. Uh, and fear, fear comes with violence, he said. The way he spoke made me cringe. Um, he said how he used to seduce people. And if you were to see him, see his mannerisms, the way he spoke, it would make you want to vomit. He then proceeds to get offended. He got angry and serious when he gets asked the question about how much money did they make? And he cuts her off quickly and he says, it wasn't their money, it was my money. I made an undetermined amount of money. That was not their money. Then he proceeds into a cryptic and dead-eyed look and he says, don't mess with my money ever. You are just a product. So the children, because that's what they are, they were all children, were being sold, but it wasn't their money. It was his money. And, you know, I don't know this man. I never heard of him. I literally know th nothing about him other than what I saw and heard in the research um, about his foundation and former pimp status. I don't think his foundation is worthy of even being named in this um, podcast. But I can just say, if at any time you sell, trade, or buy a human being or a child for any acts that are in a sexual nature um, or with an intent to harm, use, or manipulate, your judgment day will come. 
whether you believe in heaven or hell, uh, karma, or just plain revenge. And for those who do not believe in hell, then the next place uh, could be hell on earth. I do believe in justice. I believe in karma. One of the places where these people are roaming um, is everywhere. You know, like these people do not deserve our sympathy. Um, these people deserve to be in prison. You know, if we cannot determine what will happen after their death, well, you may as well make their life here on earth a living hell. Because you know what happens to sex offenders, rapists, and pedophiles in prison. That is karma coming to collect, and I'm okay with that. Now, I do believe in second chances. Um, I do believe in rehabilitation and helping one another. I do believe that there is a person um, or a possibility that a person wants to change. And if they work hard enough, if they truly want to do and be a better person, that it is a possibility. Um, but again, a possibility. I'm not saying that it always works. But some people do deserve the chance at the very least. Um, however, <laughs> that being said, there is a fine line between someone who gets busted smoking marijuana and gets probation versus being a pedophile, being a rapist, being a kidnapper. The thing about pedophiles is that they have a known history for being let out of jail early for good behavior, um, good behavior, my ass. And, you know, excuse my language, but no. Pedophiles are known to be repeat offenders. And while I am all welcoming, you know, good, na good natured, if I say myself, you know, if you are a pedophile and cannot control your urges, do us all a favor, get yourself committed or go back to jail. Stay away from anywhere, anyone you could hurt. If there is a child, stay far away. They should never be released from prison, period. And if you didn't know, in Washington State, there actually is a pedophile island. And I'm not even kidding. When I first heard of it, I was over the moon like, heck yeah. You know, these people deserve to never be released back into society. And I'm not sorry to say that. You know, I'm not saying that they deserve to die. Um, I don't believe in capital punishment, actually. Um, but I do believe in life in prison. Um, I believe that they should endure uh, and, and have to stick out this horrible life of theirs that they've created in prison. Um, you know, if they find Jesus or their peace in prison, okay, fine. Absolutely. Learn needlepoint. Learn how to cook. I don't care. Cool. But do it from inside prison, where you are away from children, where you will not harm another human being that is innocent. If you want to complain about how could we possibly pay for this as a society, that these would be tax dollars that are being spent, then, you know, honestly, you don't have to live here. I'd be happy to pay an additional tax just to ensure that pedophiles are locked away and never get out of jail. This is one less child victim and family to be destroyed. And again, I'm okay with that.
And like hopping back into the timeline, by spring of 2012, Village Voice Media LLC, um, again, DBA Backpage, hired Liz McDougall as their legal representative. And this woman is a piece of work. So many organizations began to put pressure on Backpage because their site, again, facilitating the place for child sex trafficking. Um, she gets interviewed and it was just hysterical and also apparent that the ones performing the questions in the New York City Council subcommittee hearing that they're not buying the bull that she is trying to sell. Um, yes, they were direct, they were harsh with her, but how could you openly support a company doing these things, being a woman, and I don't want to get into the whole case, you know, whether you're a man, I'm sure you could feel the same way, but, you know, if she happened to have her own children, you know, how could she support and, and sadly, every company does have its fault. We understand that. But there has to be a line. Interesting in getting to the... I lost my words. You know, it's just, it's so frustrating um, to know that this person took the money over doing what was right. And she defended the company. And unfortunately, they would get away with this again. In 2012, the Senate had a public hearing to try to pass a bill, um, which is SB 6251 and SB 6258, the Commercial Sex Abuse Slash Minor. Um, it was to demand age verification on these sites. Um, Washington State was the first state to support and implement this bill. So if you were to go to their website and try to post an ad, um, the age limit or the age of the party was required. However, Backpage said that this was released um, or this was something that they had discussed and it had been an idea for a long time. However, how do you functionally implement it on the internet was their question. And Anderson Cooper said that this seems to be an interest of money, um, which is true because even on things such as Instagram and Facebook, you are required to put your age. It is not that difficult. But Backpage argued that the new bill um, and wanting to get this bill in place was ludicrous and they wanted it revoked. And the court ruled in Backpage's favor, then revoked and dismantled that bill that had just passed in Washington. <sighs> and at that point, I thought that maybe there was going to be some justice. At least there was going to be another added prevention in place. However, the government decided to side with the corporation. And how do you wrap your head around all of this? As 
a victim as the parents, as the family and friends of these victims, the victims themselves must feel terrible knowing that their lives mean so little, they received no justice, no help. All of these ads being posted are going to stay there and their photos are gonna stay there on these ads and there is nothing that they can do about it. Now, even today in schools, if you send an inappropriate photo, you can be charged with child pornography. And this is going on in schools. So if you can have a law or have rules and a system in place to prevent minors from spreading child pornography, I think that you should be able to limit a site that is allowing the facilitation of these ads. Um, so in 2012, Michael Lacey and Jim Larkin, the owners or co-owners, decided that they were going to leave Village Voice. However, they decided that they would stay in business with Backpage. So where the money comes from, a sex marketing site, the net revenue in 2012 for Backpage was $71 million. So they left Village Voice, which was the parent company, but they stayed with Backpage and got $71 million net revenue for the year of 2012. And in 2013, Backpage enters a motion to dismiss plaintiff's First Amendment uh, complaint. So they stated the statute 230. Here we go again. Uh, and, and it just keeps going on like this. It's people tried to sue the company, trying to get them to take this down, trying to have them be accountable and responsible. But Backpage just keeps on providing the statute 230. So the documentary um, I Am Jane Doe does put this into perspective for us. Um, there are several other documentaries. This one just happened to be where most of the information um, it is available and understandable, um, but Statute 230 was put into place again um, due to a lawsuit filed against Stratton Oakmont, Inc. So it was um, initially put into place uh, by that company. That's why it was started. So Stratton Oakmont, Inc. was founded by Jordan Belfort. And you may know him as the Wolf of Wall Street. Stratton was guilty because they admitted to manipulating stocks after someone posted a message of a statement on the company bulletin board called Money Talks. And that I'm sure is familiar to most of you if you've ever uh, seen or heard of the Wolf of Wall Street, that is what they're referring to. So that case, then created the bill statute 230, which then does not hold the company responsible for a third party posted content. Um, so we have them to thank for that. Um, they were persecuted or um, found guilty 
um, as most of you know. Um, but uh, that was for insider trading. Um, so that's just the origin of the bill. Um, the responding party in 2012 for the dismissal of the First um, Amendment complaint was Greg Coleman. Greg Coleman was a former FBI special, special agent and led investigations of Jordan Belfort. Now, that's pretty badass because he went to work. He found information with uh, belief that Backpage.com conspired with pimps um, and that posted rules uh, were not to pro excuse me that they posted rules which were not to prevent them from posting ads but rather to teach pimps how not to get caught so the terms posted when you went to go post an ad it says the guidelines and so the pimps would see them and know exactly how to avoid detection and so that back page could continue profiting from their illegal activities and have their ads posted. So it was a how not to do to post your ad. <laughs> it's a little bit confusing, but um, it's basically what like when you go to create a password and it says you must use X amount of characters and um, numbers and special signs. So it was like that. It gave them the criteria. All they had to do was follow the guidelines to get that posted. So Backpage created their own code. So such as you couldn't say 30 minutes, but you could use the code HH, which stood for half an hour. And they began using emojis, um, such as little water signs. Um, which were codes for no umbrellas. Uh, and I had no idea what they were talking about when they were mentioning this. And it is revolting, but it meant that you could have sex with no condom. That was allowed. Um, and it is horrifying. It, it's, you, there are no words um, to this, knowing that these people are being used um this is not consensual that these people are being trafficked and they need help and they don't know how to get out of it or they don't know what to do um a lot of these people were just held as hostages and sold from person to person you know this continued to carry on and i saw some more interviews of people who used backpage for seeking sex a man during one of his interviews was older gray-haired and was arrested for agreeing to have sex with a 15-year-old. Um, he said it was easy as shopping on Amazon. Um, he said it, it's as easy as shopping on Amazon at home as it is to buy sex with a 15-year-old child. And he feels validated in admitting these things and yet not guilty because they did not have sex. Let that sit in. So he says he's not guilty because he didn't have sex with the person. He was going to pay to perform sex with a 15-year-old. So he is pretty much scum of the earth. He's someone that, you know, is calling the kettle black or pot calling the kettle black, you know? Like, oh, I'm fine because I didn't actually go through with it. 
well, no, you didn't go through with it because you were caught and you were arrested. And it's just one of those things. And these things happen all the time. So just remember the revenue in 2012. Well, the revenue goes up. It went from 71 million in 2012 to 112.7 million in 2013. So from 71 million to 112.7 million in one year. There was a case where three John, uh, Jane Doe's filed a lawsuit. John Montgomery and his firm, firm Ropes and Gray, were their legal representation. Um, this case you can reference is Doe versus Backpage. Backpage used to enable traffic victims by allowing them to post numbers not as numerical digits and allowing prepaid credit cards. So it obstructs the ability to track illegal activity when they have a code or system in place to support their avoidance. They also then stated that they began to allow Bitcoin currency. So this is a whole other episode about Bitcoin, but this is something that we must, an episode we must do along with the dark web. Um, the dark web, if you know, um, the cur only currency that they use is Bitcoin. So Backpage hired their lawyer, uh, Liz McDougall, that lovely lady, uh, to help with this case. So former attorneys and current attorneys are kind of still in shock at how Backpage keeps winning these cases. Um, as any sensible or decent human being would. Um, and these are dozens of cases. Um, I know I've just kind of touched on some here and there, kind of uh, gone around um, a little bit, but it's mind-blowing. This is when we have to say, when is enough? Um, this is not acceptable. Um, if they don't want to terminate the bill, they should at least amend it in a way that protects victims. Um, you would think that because it involves sexual abuse and trafficking of children, um, that it would be a sure to be amended. Um, unfortunately, they are not amending it. <laughs> so moving forward, um, in 2014, two years after the case was first filed, um, one of the cases was first filed in Washington State Supreme Court, um, they decide that the Statute 230 would be allowed to protect Backpage again. <laughs> and I won't put you through the anxiety. I felt um, like just screaming reading and watching um, these stories, the petition, uh, the petitioner, the victims, you know, asked that 230 does not apply for Backpage. Um, and Backpage wanted to make sure that the statute did apply. Long story short, the petitioner keeps losing. So yet again, another win for Backpage. Uh, 230, again, as I'd mentioned, is blanket immunity, and it's very, very dangerous. It is so broad to the point where having um, exemptions and amendments 
only seems like the common sense thing to do. Um, they are at least in part responsible, um, at least Backpage in this instance. They should be responsible. The rules are instructions on Backpage site on how to prevent being caught. You know, this is blatant. This is things that the court saw, but that stated, you know, we have the statute in place, and so we're going to go with 230. In 2014, revenue for Backpage went up yet again. So it went up to $134.9 million from the previous years of 2013 of $112.7 million and 2012 of $71 million. So it basically doubled in revenue um, in two years, just under um, doubling. So it went from $71 million in 2012 to $134.9 million in 2014. And you know those two uh, co-founders, those good old guys, that uh, stayed with Backpage. Uh, that sure did feel good to them, I'm sure. In 2014, Backpage was in 88 countries. So they are accessible in 88 countries. And then they were sold to a Dutch company. However, the CEO, Carl Ferrer, uh, would continue to run the company. So talk about being salty or petty, but the level of petty, I should say, the CEO went off the grid and kept turning down interviews. He was tracked down in Amsterdam. A reporter from ABC News and her crew straight up flew from America to Amsterdam to talk to the CEO, and I honestly couldn't stop laughing. Um, I hate to see people being humiliated, but this felt like some kind of heck yeah for the good people, you know, because they flew from America to Amsterdam, and it was just so funny, and all he could do is say no comment because he knew that while he sold the company, he was still going to be running Backpage to ensure their assets and their profit, but left the United States. So in 2015, the U.S. Senate began investigations um, for online sex trafficking, Backpage was the site, unsurprisingly, that continued to come up. In 2015, net revenue for Backpage went up again. Uh, this is not anything new. They keep making money. The new net revenue is 153.8 billion, or excuse me, million. Jeez Louise, I almost said billion. 153.8 million dollars on these sex, most of them are sex ads. Um, so again, it's about 80% of the market um, in sex ads. So in 2015, Congress stated, and I quote, two important public policies, uh, unquote, to protect the internet uh, and not to protect exploited children. Um, and that is just appalling that this keeps coming up it's 2015 the case yet again gets dismissed because they have another one brought to them um 
Talk about injustice for these victims constantly living in limbo, having to think about the actions and abuse that were happening to them and against them, knowing you are doing all that you can to prevent this from happening to another child, another person, and the legal system is favoring the other side yet again because of a blanket statute that should be amended and limited. So there are people victims who are advocating advocating trying to help other people from having this happen and they keep losing cases um so again it should make you mad if you're not mad then i have to say something might be wrong with you but uh you know feel free to look at the actual court document um, it is civil action number 14-13870-RGS, and it is something incredible to read. Um, the ruling date was May 15th of 2015. It is so repetitive in every single case, and then the ruling comes back, and they just say statute 47, you know, USC 230. And then the case gets dismissed, just something as simple as that. And, you know, if you want some straight up badassery, the next man is one who deserves his sheriff's badge. His name is Sheriff Tom J. Dart. Um, he's from Chicago, and he gets sick and tired of all of these sex trafficking cases coming through that he then takes matters into his own hands. His task force... Um, began to contact these ads on Backpage and find out that they were all in connection to um, or directly involved with sex trafficking. He then um, sends a cease and desist letter to MasterCard and Visa informing them that they had been involved in business with Backpage that facilitates online sex trafficking and then finally some ground breaks so mastercard and visa both stopped processing purchases of ads on backpage and this is because a sheriff that nobody knew of um, tom j dart went on saying that there were too many you know things coming up there are too many people that have gone missing there are too many exploited children these ads that are being placed finding that they're all connected to the same website decides to send a cease and desist letter on his own accord to mastercard and visa letting them know and be aware of what's happening on one of their merchants sites so MasterCard and Visa, again, both stopped processing the purchases for ads on Backpage. Now, Backpage tried to find a way to make up for their loss in revenue and then started promoting free adult ads with upgrades payable by personal check or Bitcoin. So... They start promoting free adult ads with upgrades payable by personal check or Bitcoin, just making sure that sinks in. So Backpage then 
sues Sheriff Tom J. Dart. Backpage states his actions were a direct violation of their First Amendment. And then later on, on September 3rd in 2015, the court rules in the Jane Doe's case. Um, the court rules in favor of the three Jane Doe's who were the victims of sex trafficking through Backpage. After this ruling, the case was then allowed to proceed to trial. So this was their first victory. All of these years fighting, struggling, after Tom J. Dart makes a move, finally the court allow, rules in the women's favor and then allows the court to proceed to trial. Two months after this ruling on November 3rd of 2015, the Senate subcommittee subpoenaed Backpage's CEO, Carl Ferrer. And then on that very day, Backpage laid off a majority of its moderators and tells them to seek legal counsel, counsel from a company attorney if they are approached or asked any questions about their former work. So the seventh court appeals happens against our badass sheriff Tom J. Dart. They have to verify um, if Sheriff Tom J. Dart violated Backpage's right in issuing a cease and desist letter to MasterCard and Visa. Whether he was right or wrong to do so, it was still a pretty awesome move because it's somebody who's trying to make a statement. And the fact that MasterCard and Visa listened says something. Um, two weeks later, however, the Senate convenes in the case of sex trafficking. Um, a memo was read by senators stating that the moderators were informed um, that if there was a question on whether a person was underage or not, that they were not, um, but they were not sure to go ahead and accept the ad and to not delete it. And this memo in all caps read, only delete if you are really very sure person is underage. Um, and then they called CEO Carl Ferrer to the stand and well, he just didn't show up. <laughs> so even after this, the Seventh Circuit Backpage versus Dart, Backpage won their case against the sheriff. Even though their own CEO, Carl Ferrer, didn't show up. So now the judge from the beginning, um, you know, did not appear to have any understanding of the case. All of the attorneys and legal representatives and the deputies were appalled. They read the judge's opinion and were saddened, disheartened, you know, to get this far. And then the attorneys and legal representatives just were not really informed. Um, January of 2016, the First Circuit Court begins to hear the case about Doe versus Backpage. Um, this is the trial. Backpage was held in contempt of court, which they should have been. Um, they refused to provide information to the court as well as their CEO not showing up when he was subpoenaed. 
Um, they now had evidence that the moderators of Backpage were forced to edit the ads on Backpage and to allow sex trafficking posts to be put through. And yet again, Backpage wins. Doe versus Backpage. I don't know how many Doe versus Backpage there were, but there are so many that I thought that this was a mistake. <laughs> when I was going through all of these articles, you just it could not imagine the sorrow that you feel for a complete stranger knowing that they are just one of many. Um, this is a story with no true happy ending, unfortunately. This is the ultimate what the hey and you've got to be kidding me ever but fortunately the fight is not over yet because later in 2016 there is a full senate vote on resolution 377 which was to seek reparation or legal action against backpage ceo for not appearing in court when subpoenaed so that is a good thing but it was a unanimous decision. There were 96 yays and zero nays. It was unanimous that Backpage will be held in content. Um, now, continuing on with the lawsuit, uh, there is another legal company um, that began a lawsuit against Backpage, uh, another attorney's office, and I believe it was called Boys, Schiller, and Flexner, LLP. Um, I may have butchered that name. It's B as in boy, O-I-E-S, Schiller and Flexner. Um, two months after this began, officials in Houston, Texas, raided the headquarters of Backpage. This was October 6th of 2016, just for timeline reference. So they raided the headquarters of Backpage in Texas. And then four days after headquarters is raided, Jim Larkin and Michael Lacey were also arrested on charges of pimping. They argue the charges violate section 230 and then the judge agrees and the case is dismissed. So there we go. That's not a happy ending. They, you know, it makes you feel hopeful and then suddenly they're like, no, just kidding. So two of the largest freedom of speech on the internet. Um, oh, excuse me. Two of the largest freedom of speech on the internet. Uh, you know, it, the largest laws and statutes support Backpage. Um, this is where we have the opinions and the facts. You know, laws are laws for a reason but they can also be amended for a reason. Um, what is scary is major contributors to the CDT. The CDT is the Center for Democracy and Technology. Um, you know, major, major contributors um, are Facebook, Google, and Microsoft. That means that funds from these companies are being used to support Backpage and their use of sex trafficking. So kind of to repeat that, um, the CDT 
is being supported by Facebook, Google, and Microsoft with funds being used to support Backpage. Now, I understand and fully support freedom of speech. I want to hear opinions. I want to know your viewpoint. I want to learn and at least try to have an understanding of another perspective. But what point is it too far um, when children are being sex trafficked? You know, and, and when it has been proven because of the lack of accountability placed on a website, at what point can we make this change? How do we protect the victims and not, not a company that is as big as it is? Um, they feel that they are above the law and that it doesn't pertain to them. The children, while still upholding our First Amendment rights, should be, you know, should have some kind of justice. Um, we have to find a way to amend or change what is happening. You know, protect the First Amendment right, okay, but still protect the victims as well. Um, in January 10th, or on January 10th of 2017, um, the Senate Subcommittee Appeals Backpage um, executives to testify at a hearing um, and then compels maybe too soft of a word. The court proceeding began with Senator uh, McCaskill. M-C-C-A-S-K-I-L-L. -L. I'm guessing that's McCaskill. Uh, it began with him reading a statement, uh, excuse me, her reading a statement that she had written um, the night prior. And Chairman Portman received word that Backpage had shut down their adult sections across the United States. And then John McCain, no matter your opinion on him, he made a nice sarcastic drawn statement and said, well, I'm sure that was pure, that was a pure coincidence. And the executives um, showed up and they all replied with a lot of, I refuse to answer your questions. And Michael Lacey said that he was following his first and fifth amendment rights um, and he refused to speak. And it was a complete joke. They made a mockery of the court because they were finally forced to show up. And then they plead the fifth. And uh, that's how that went. Uh, Senator McCaskill asks Michael Lacey, am I clear to say that you are invoking your Fifth Amendment rights to all of our questions here today? And he looks so uninterested, so heartless, and just looks so bothered to be there. And he just stated, and I quote, clearly, unquote. And he swiveled his chair from side to side. Um, in Boston, later on, John Montgomery um, petitioned the U.S. Supreme Court to review Doe versus Backpage, but the petition was denied. In Seattle, Eric Bauer began preparing for JS versus Village Voice Media holdings for trials. Um, however, the case was repeatedly postponed. Um, Bauer is a good man because he 
will still not stop fighting. And he said that he will sell his furniture if he has to, that he will keep fighting for these victims to try to stop Backpage. Um, and if Backpage isn't enough, you know, like he's stated, he's going for Village Voice Media because they were fully aware of this as well. More charges related to pimping and money laundering have been filed against Carl Ferrer, the CEO, um, and then Jim Larkin and Michael Lacey, the former former um, employees, again, the co-founders. However, the law their lawyers maintain that the charges violate Section 230, and again, they prepare for more litigation. So to this date, no amendment to Section 230 has been enacted by Congress to prevent websites from hosting sex ads. And that is currently where it leaves off. Today, 2019, uh, Section 230 is still protecting Backpage. And it again, it isn't enough to know um, you have to say something, speak up. If somebody doesn't know, um, inform them. You know, maybe word of mouth will get far enough that someone, the right person, will hear. Try to find a way to amend this. Try to find peace for these victims. Um, you know, my heart goes out to them. This is something that they will forever, for the rest of their lives, have to live with. And knowing that children and human beings are being sex trafficked, excuse me, sex trafficked um, as easy as it is to, again, go on Amazon and shop from home, just like that gentleman said. Um, this is something that is heartbreaking. Again, there is no happy ending here, um, but hopefully it opens your eyes that, you know, true crime also can be corporate um, it also can be in a company um, anybody that is involved in allowing these ads to be placed should be held accountable now it's hard to say that because you work for a company it's your fault however if you know that this is going on i hope and pray that you walk out and you never ever go back to that company um, and people are you know finding other ways to make money um, you know do what you have to do i would much rather be flipping burgers than working for a company that supports and facilitates sex trafficking it's just one of those things at some point you have to do what is well I guess you don't have to, but we would hope that you would do what is right. Protect the innocent, protect the children, and get this site taken down. And I guess that is it for the first episode. It's a lot of information, a lot of court cases. It's not just one. It's hard to keep a track, um, I'm sure. But, you know, at this point, thank you for listening. And now... Uh, you know, remember everyone, I may not be able to save you from the cops, but I can at least try to save you from yourself. So don't forget, delete your browser history.